Welcome to the eleventh episode of the Steve Sash Schwartz podcast, where we discuss all things related to contemporary art. Tonight, we're going to be talking about my Sentinel series, which I did between 2016 and 2019, and this is a portion of them. So I did these pieces that uh, were with antique frames and stuff, and kind of created a grid-like thing. Although there's variation here. And I did these like larger scale wall pieces that uh, had really organically shaped uh, grounds that I was working on. Let's say they weren't rectangles whatsoever, nor squares, right? And then I did um, volumetric things. Like I know these are volumetric. They project out like a freeze or something, a bar relief, that kind of thing. But I'm talking about like just sculpture. So I'm going to have to do like three different hangings or whatever. So uh, as a jumping off point, I thought I'd do a little installation like this. And uh, in these works, you can see my obsession with blister packs and recycling and like having everything matter and mean something really comes to life here because all of these are kind of like, I would say, substantive or iconic, what do you call it? blister packs and in other words I'm not doing a whole grid and making a crazy constellation of them I'm just doing like one item presenting it right and uh, so these are them <laughs> and uh, I just laugh because some of them have funny names and funny references like for example that one up there it's called butt plug no actually I have these really elaborate names I'm gonna have to look them up because that's gonna make this podcast or lecture, whatever you call it, much more interesting. So anyway, by now everyone knows I'm really materially driven, right? I love exploring material. So this is plastics. It's like forms of glitter. It's a uh, lot uh, antique frames, right? So let's just talk about like a uh, I guess the most salient thing you see is they're all like glittery and shiny. And I really wanted to create, what do you call it? Um, something like product lust, like, oh, I got to have that. Like what makes this so desirable? Why is a diamond have so much value, precious gems, that kind of thing. So kind of trying to make them jewel-like, right? Like you have no idea for the artists out there. I went through so many different types of glitter. You cannot believe it until I arrived at this stuff that's called diamond dust because lots of it was just looking cheesy. It looked like a Christmas ornament. It looked like a little kitty toy. And I wanted something like transformative, right? This is just for the artists out there <laughs> or anybody else who's interested. So I found this really cool material because I wanted that to live on its own as well and be a like a really transporting sort of element. And... So within these like glitterized zones of these pieces, like I would uh, make patterns and different internal things. So they really have like a lot of nuance. And for example, if you just had one on a wall on a very big austere plain white wall or whatever color you want, like they'd look really resonant and cool. They look really cool by themselves. Like I want them to kind of be like these weird things like, Oh, it looks familiar, but like, what is that? And what is its purpose? And this kind of thing, like something you uh, 
arrive upon in some futuristic forest and it's like this thing that's just glowing and you know it's a whole different world and yet you have the feeling there's a presence there registering you or maybe not maybe it's some just archaeological relic or something so i wanted to operate in that realm right all right so that speaks to like uh the little shiny glittery part and then like uh all these frames and stuff are like i don't know if you call them antique or at some point they will be <laughs> but like you know 20 30 40 50 years old some are like way older from flea markets uh what do you call it estate sales those types of things uh stuff given to me by friends anyway i'd repurpose them i thought they were like a great uh thing in the vein of my recycling repurposing giving something that was going to be discarded new life again acknowledging it it matters it was there still exists in some kind of resonant fashion so um but these pieces that are shaped um more abstractly actually have a really interesting provenance they're from like the oldest settlement in lake tahoe and they were uh just pieces of wood that had rotted away from this old logging camp pier that had been soaking in the lake i don't know like from the 1860s i think or i'm not sure that's when they fell apart but that's when they were cut and um so i have a whole bunch of other pieces based on like that thing so that's why these are there because uh I don't know individually they mean something to me a lot so i like that and i i really like the whole shaped canvas aspect to it right it's not a rectangle not a square livens up the wall and uh you can get kind of create a little sentence with them and stuff you can install things in a really different manner right with the shaped canvases like that so Anyway, I love the historical element of that. It's just a, a personal thing. And then once again, like going back to my obsession with blister packs, I actually started getting into these in a period prior to this one that they were all like white paintings, <laughs> essentially a zillion different whites and figures and whatever. So very, very different. These are purely abstract, odd items. And this whole method of painting is so neat. Like, um, I actually just like had a bunch of these things just for the artists also out there in my studio. <laughs> and I don't know why I just thought they were so cool. And, um, oh yeah, they were, um, outcasts from like this period prior, like these white paintings. So anyway, so I'm using these and I'm painting away. And I'm using them like as a palette, right? I'm squishing paint at them. I'm mixing paint in them. I'm, and, and like at some, because they are just convenient. You know, it's just something at hand, like a paper plate, a piece of plate, whatever. Artists will grab anything for a palette, right? If you don't uh, actually have your real palette within reach kind of thing. It's just a spontaneous thing because you want to capture the moment. And the moment is so important in making art or many, many types of art, not all art. And um you might call it inspiration what have you so you grab the first thing at hand right so i grab this big honking 
blister pack thing and was like doo -doo -doo -doo, working on something. I don't even know what phase of work I was on at the time. And um, at some point, like the, I flipped it over or I turned it, I don't know, it was, I don't know what it was. And I saw it from the other side and it just looked so cool. And my first instinct was like, oh, wow, that's some really great painting on there. And it's the kind of painting that just comes inadvertently, like because uh, you're not paying attention to it or it's from gravity or whatever. You know, it's not like consciously deliberate in the way that you think it is because you're working on some other thing. So I turned it over and that was like the impetus for creating these things because then I realized, oh, you can smush it up. You could drip paint in there, drop, drop, drop. You could do like Jackson Pollock shit, whatever. It does this whole whole own thing, dries, flip it over, you paint it a certain way, and like, really, it looks freaking cool, and it transports these blister packs into a different level, right? Like, if you, uh, you know, not to demystify anything, but I'm trying to do something alchemical, so I'm working with these, like, boring things you're just going to discard. It's going to end up in a garbage dump creating methane, right? So, like, this is one from some giant light bulb, you could get at Home Depot or Target or someplace like that. And this is from, I don't know, some USB cord. And it's from medicine. And it's from a bunch of different things, right? It's like as random and mundane and prosaic as that, right? And then you're kind of like elevating it to a different status, right? By making, okay, boom, it's cool. And I also feel like these things, I don't know, they're, they were probably done with some 3D app, but at one point, like, they must have been done by other artists or other engineers, people actually making them to make this protective casing for the light bulb or the tool, the, the medicine, whatever the blister pack was for. All right, so really started exploring that deeply with these pieces and presenting it like that. But... As I keep saying, in the end, I want to take these ordinary materials, garbage, something discarded, upgrade it, uplift it, you know, make it lighter so we can lift it kind of thing. <laughs> and, um, and do something alchemical. I don't care if anybody knows what the reference point is. What, I don't actually want them to know anything of what I've just broken down. I've kind of like given the recipe, like, how do I make a painting like this? <laughs> and that's how, and these were the ingredients, right? Um, but in the end, who gives the rat's ass if it's a blister pack or glitter or an antique frame, right? You want it to be its own thing that just moves you in a certain way. You go, oh, boom, what's that? Oh, fantastic, right? Like, anyway, that's my motive an impetus for making art, transforming something into another realm, and then ultimately giving people like um, a really great experience with that, right? Like, I mean, I could see these hung individually in a big epic space. I could see them, you know, in a whole immersive type environment and uh, floor to ceiling hung salon style and you know, in a room with the hanging pieces and what have you. So, okay, I think that's um, 
sort of thorough enough for this first hanging. I'm going to do another one. Carry on. Thank you. I hope that was cool. Okay. What I meant to say here before I lost my train of thought is that the blister packs have this defined architectural structure, right? Because that's the definition of what they do. They're creating this kind of room or space to protect and to reveal, you know, the product, right? So I'm painting on the interior of these things. And my point was like the painting totally nullifies in a sense, the structure of the blister pack at the same time, like bringing attention to it. So I really like that dichotomy because uh, you can see with all these like abstracted areas and whatever, it kind of behaves like a camouflage in a sense. And that's the point I was trying to make prior. Here I'd like to recite the titles of my paintings because um, in this instance, I felt like I wanted my art to operate on so many different levels, right? And one of them is literary in a sense, and it reflects my interests in some ways, in many ways. And also it comments on the contextualization of paintings, like an art in general, like often when you go to a museum or a gallery, particularly in museums, I think like people spend way more time reading the placards, like painted by so-and-so just saying, this is about this and this and this. And, you know, they're like spending 35 seconds reading the plaque thing, whatever it's called. And they look at the painting for like, boom, like a moment or, you know, a very brief amount of time. And I, you see that all the time in museums. And uh, so this is kind of a comment on that and also sort of a comment on like abstract number one, abstract number two, or untitled this or that, just adding another dimension to it. So these things started out, I was calling them image units because I thought each blister pack could behave like an image unit. And so these are the image units, which, Later, I refine to the sentinels because that's more metaphoric and it's more like what really they're about, I feel like, in terms of their mood and the imagistic sense, they're sentinels, right? That's just what it is. It's more poetic, more encompassing. All right, so ah, here's my first spoken word thing. And by the way, like when I would write these things at the time, like they all had a little hashtag in front of them like which you know we all know how like tiresome that is at this point but anyway so here we go image unit dot deflection of the vertical arc minute dash f8 495b image unit dot agile beam halo dash 553 dot xgz image unit dot ephemera c sail m blocks dash 117866 dash xlt image unit dot we run with the hunted dash eight seven seven fifty three point zero nine hundred image unit dot the weather of me is hot dash eight seven three point nine seven eight image unit dot butt plug dash f d nine h g image unit dot crystalline less dash one x l l t